Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. I like to do this the first Sunday of the month. Uh, I like for us to recite our mission statement and our a vision statement and our core values just to keep them fresh. I know that you know them, but will you join me in reciting the mission statement? It is, it is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And then the vision or the outcome of that is that we become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. And then our core values are love, prayer, obedience, humility, teachability, unity, and service. So teachability is a, is a big part of it, and what that really means is that uh, we need to be able to teach, we need to learn the Word of God to teach, but also we need to be uh, teachable and, and uh, be corrected when necessary, and <laughs> the Lord has a way of doing that very well. And uh, very frequently sometimes for some of us. Uh, but being taught and corrected is vital to our spiritual growth and maturity. And if you think about a child, they need to be taught. And they're not going to grow into the fullness and, the, and mature without some, uh, some correction and uh, being taught. Uh, and, and starting here, I, I want to say this too. If you've been struggling to, to stop doing something for years and years, it's a stronghold. And you need to get help from the Lord, or maybe you need to get help from someone else. Because we're talking about some things in this series about words. And we're talking not just about the words, but the principle behind the words. And so, you know, if, 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 you're, if you've been struggling with something for decades, it's a stronghold in your life. And you need to get help. And sometimes we all need to get some help. Amen? So we need the Holy Spirit to bring correction to our lives, every one of us. Because it's part of the maturation process that God is wanting to do in our hearts and lives. Uh, and so we're in the series, Say What? <laughs> and uh, to, this morning I'll be talking about words that destroy, part two. Our core scripture is found in Proverbs 18.21. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And I love the song that we sang this morning, Who, I, uh, who You Say I Am. You know, and I was thinking that that is such a powerful song because the words that we speak, the things that we believe in our heart, do we really believe that he is for us? Do we really believe that he, he is with us? And uh, so that's a great song. I, I love that song. But our words reflect our heart, which exposes our character. And I talked about this last week because the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. But we're going a little bit deeper, too, the last couple of weeks talking about it. It really also exposes our character and who we are. And last week, we looked at four different ways our words can cause damage and results that reveal our character. And just as a quick recap, lying. We talked about lying, how lying can lead people to become experts and then deceiving and being deceptive. Um, we talked about sowing discord, which leads to causing division and uh, leads to problems. And again, we're talking about our words, right? And, and so many times discord or division is, is brought about because of the things that we say. 
also by the things that we do, but many times we, we create division and discord by the words that we say. And then I talked about gossip, which is spreading intimate uh, or, or private rumors or facts. And we talked about tailbearing, which is maliciously breaking confidence or revealing secrets. Again, we're talking about things that we do. We're talking about some of our character issues and some of the things that we say. We choose to speak the words that we speak. And we need to be speaking life and blessings because it, we can speak life and blessings just as easily as we can speak death and cursing. And uh, this morning I want to talk about more damaging words and effects from uh, those character flaws that may be resident within us. And again, you know, we're, we're talking about growing and maturing in the Lord. One of the things that I always want to do whenever I teach, whether it be here or in India or anywhere, is I want to do three, three things. I want to encourage, I want to teach or train, and I want to challenge. Because I think we all need to be challenged in our relationships sometimes. And it's not to beat anybody up, but we need to grow. And as Christians, we need to be mature believers so that we can go and, and make other disciples. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all the nations. And when he's talking about making disciples, he's not talking about just getting people saved. That's the beginning process. But he's not talking about just people having fire insurance. He's talking about people becoming committed followers of Christ, disciples. That's what that word means. And, and what we find is that as we yield to the Lord, God is doing something in our hearts and lives. That he's causing us to grow and mature. And that stretching process can be difficult and challenging at times. But it's all part of this process of growing in our relationship with him and growing in our relationships with one another, having healthy, godly relationships with each other. So my first uh, word that I want to talk about this morning is slander, which means one definition is a false and malicious statement or report about someone. Proverbs 10, 18 and 19, hiding hatred makes you a liar, slandering others makes you a fool. And I was thinking about the scripture, hiding hatred. And when we go back and look at Matthew, 28, or Matthew 18, uh, the word tells us that if we have a problem with someone, that we should go and talk to them and bring it up. We should have that kind of relationship as a family, as the body of Christ. And if we're hiding hatred, if we're stuffing things down, it's going to come out one way or another, right? And, and so I think it's interesting that the Proverbs here says, hiding hatred makes you a liar because you're not being honest. Maybe you're not being honest with yourself. Maybe you're not being honest with other people. Maybe you're not being honest with the Lord. So, uh, and then and slandering others makes you a fool. And uh, for many of you, several of you, you went through the, the Ten Commandments life group that we had um, that's wrapping up now, and we'll be offering that again probably in the fall. If you haven't attended that life group, uh, I strongly recommend it. But one of the things that they talked about in, in the, third, the third commandment, which is uh, murder, um, they were saying that unmet expectations can lead to an offense. Now think about this. Somebody doesn't meet your expectations, you're expecting them to do something, and then they don't do it. And what happens? Many times we what? We get offended. Then an offense, okay, we're offended. Now an offense can turn to anger. And then anger can turn to hate. And then hate can lead to murder. And so 
uh, in, in this uh, series, it, it talks about that progression and how that can happen. Proverbs 10, 19 says, Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensitive and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I need to hear that again. Mark, sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. But how often do we say things about someone that we haven't witnessed or have full knowledge of? We're talking about slander here, right? And, uh, you know, maybe someone will say something, oh, did you know so-and-so lost their job? And we, and we start salivating. We're like, oh, what? Tell me more. What happened? What happened? And, and so sometimes there's things that are shared, but what if what's, what we're being told is not correct? What if it's an incorrect statement? Uh, you know, I know people have probably talked about you. People have talked about me, and I was thinking about some of these circumstances, and I, I was thinking about how there have been people that have ver said very hurtful things that have misrepresented me in my heart. Uh, and it's caused maybe, and this has happened to you too, I'm sure, where someone's judged you unfairly because something that someone said. But uh, I was thinking of one particular incident that happened. And the person that told, person A that told person B about the situation they didn't tell them the whole story. And if person B would have known the whole story, they would probably have a very different perspective. A person A can be very deceptive and deceitful. You know, we were talking about lying, right? Uh, and, and people that become skilled liars, and I know some of those people, they can be very, very, very deceptive. And so it can, they can leave out important parts of the story that are, are really vital. And, uh, and, and so I know that people have talked about you too, but the, the Lord says that He is our defender. He will defend us, sometimes or not. And, you know, when, when somebody talks about us, we don't always go and say, well, wait, wait, here's the other side of the story. You know, sometimes we just let it go, and it's like, well, you know, I'm just going to let God handle this. Because it doesn't really matter the Lord knows. The Lord knows. And so sometimes we just have to let some stuff go. So slander, a false and malicious statement or report about someone. So let's not be slandering. If we don't have the facts, then let's just keep our mouth shut. And I thought about an example that I really, really wanted to do. Um, but I'm not going to do it, so I'm just going to tell you about it. Okay, so just visualize this example. Uh, but imagine that, that I had a feather pillow, and I ripped that feather pillow apart, and then I went out here, and I shook out all the feathers, and they just kind of settle around, they blow around, blow against the fence, some of them blow into the pond, and then I come back, and three, four weeks later, I try to pick up all those feathers, I try to find every feather that's been shaken out. Well, some of them have blown against the fence. Some of them have probably blown into the neighbor's yard. It would be probably impossible to find all of those feathers. But here's what can happen with slander. I can tell somebody something, and then they can go and tell 
some people some, the same thing. And you know how stories can grow, right, sometimes? <laughs> and then they go tell some. And so you can see how this thing can explode. And, and then, then maybe you find out, well, wait, wait, oh, I had some misinformation. I, you know, it wasn't really like that. Hey, you know, I told you about this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you happen to tell anybody? Yeah, I told some of my neighbors about it or, you know, some coworkers. Well, can you go to them and, and, and bring correction? Well, I, I don't know. They probably told, you know what? And so this thing it expands and there's no way to go back and pull all the feathers back. There's no way to go back and pull all the slander back because it's already out there, especially with social media. <laughs> so we need to be careful that we don't slander or contribute to slandering others. So if someone, we think someone is saying something that they shouldn't say, we should say, wait a minute, do you, do you have firsthand knowledge of this? I mean, is this true? And, and even if it is, maybe we shouldn't be talking about it. Maybe we should be praying about it. And so we want to be sure of the facts and not gossip. We, we want to refrain from putting other people down and giving bad reports. Let's be people of grace and mercy because I need some grace and mercy. You need some grace and mercy. So let's extend grace and mercy to one another. And if, if you need prayer, if you, if you have a request or you need somebody to stand with you, we have a, a prayer line. We talk about it a lot. Call and leave a voicemail, 832-864-2802. Call and leave a voicemail. There won't be anybody there to, to answer the phone, but you can leave a voicemail or you can send a text because we need to stand together and prayer is powerful and we all need it. Uh, so my first, my first point is slander, a false and malicious statement or report about someone. Again, we're talking about words that have principles that can have a negative effect on our lives, our relationship with the Lord, and other people. And then cursing. Cursing means cursing, <laughs> not blessing. And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about cursing, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. But uh, anytime you miss any of these messages, you can go back online to the archives and, and check those out. But uh, one of the things I said, we should not be damning anyone. Or anything what are the words we're seeing, saying are we damning people are we damning you know our boss our job be thinking about what we're saying so we shouldn't be cussing James 3 7 through 12 says people can tame all kinds of animals birds reptiles and fish but no one can tame the tongue it is restless and evil full of deadly poison sometimes it praises our Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Who's made in the image of God? We are. And the word says that of all creation, we are his prized possession. So what are we speaking about God's prized possession? What are we speaking over our own lives? What are we speaking about ourselves? He is. I am who he says I am. And he loves me. And when you look around this room, he loves all of you too. And so we need to be careful about what we're saying about God's prized possession. He's a good daddy. <laughs> James 3.10. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grape vine produce figs? No. 
and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So if we have the Spirit of God living in us, because we have the Spirit of God living in us, we should be speaking things that are reflective of the Spirit of God. I remember uh, a guy I worked with uh, that I didn't know was a Christian. He sent me the scripture one day. And I think it's because I needed to hear this scripture. I, I think I needed to read this scripture. Because at work, I was saying that I'm a Christian. But maybe sometimes the words that I was saying weren't reflecting that. And so from this non-believer that I thought was a non-believer, he sent me this proverb. And it says, it's Proverbs 25, 26. If the godly give in to the wicked, it is like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. Imagine that there's a, a, a spring of pure water and you, you contaminate that some way. If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. So blessings and curses don't mix. Oil and water doesn't mix. Blessings and curses don't mix. What are we speaking? <laughs> you guys are really quiet this morning. <laughs> hey, this is a great message, man. Listen, I'm telling you, this is something we all need to hear. This is something we all need to consider. This is something we all need to live out and think about it. Because even for us, there are people in our lives that don't think about what they're saying. Christian and non-Christian. And so we can help bring correction. We can help them be speaking life. We can be speaking life and blessings over one another. Um, so slander, cursing, blasphemy, to use God's name in an unsacred way or in a self-serving way. And so this is uh, 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 the third commandment here. Exodus 27 says, You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God, the Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. And so we've talked about this, uh, again, when we talked about cursing, we talked about blasphemy, and so you can go back and listen to that sermon uh, as well. But uh, uh, blasphemy and, and cussing is not just using God's name as a cuss word. But uh, let me read this in the, in the King James Version too, Exodus 27. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold you, him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Uh, another way that we can use the name of the Lord in vain is we can say things that God didn't say. We can say, you know what, the Lord told me this. How, you know, how can you argue with that? Uh, how can you really argue with that if someone says something like that? But we need to be very sure that the Lord has really spoken that to us before we share that. And... Uh, I remember we were, Pastor Christine and I were over the singles group uh, at our home church in Corpus for a season, and uh, I happened to be standing there uh, while this conversation was happening, and this single man came up to a single woman who had two or three children, and he comes up and he said, the Lord told me, I'm going to be your new daddy. And one of the kids starts crying. <laughs> you know, and, and, the, and the woman's eyes got about this big. And I'm like, uh, hold off here. We, we need to, you know, talk about this a little bit. And uh, as far as I know, that was not a word from the Lord. I don't, the 
long time we were there, they never got married. But, so we need to be careful what we say. I remember an, another person uh, who had a strong gift of prophetic. And, uh, you know, clearly the Lord would give them words of wisdom and knowledge and, and prophetic utterances and things like that. And uh, he went to talk to someone that I happened to know a lot of the background of what was going on in their life. Now, this man spoke a word over them or spoke a, a prophetic word over them, and it was right on. It was, it was right on. The problem was the timing was bad. It was the wrong timing. So we talk about the Holy Spirit has come to lead us and guide us into all truth and will speak to us and tell us of things to come. But we need to be sensitive because there are times when the Holy Spirit is telling me something, but it's not for me to share. Sometimes he'll tell me things about you guys, but it's a matter of prayer. And so, and there are times when the Lord will tell me something and I'll, I'll be like, okay, well, I'll go tell him. He's like, no, oh no, you're not, you're not going to tell him anything. I want you to pray. And then there may be times when he says, okay, go tell him now. So my point is that we need to be careful and sensitive to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is, is not giving us something so that we can go beat somebody up or hurt somebody. It could be, we need to really take note and say, God, why are you sharing this with me? And many times it's just for prayer. And, and sometimes for me it's to give me insight into what's going on in somebody's lives so I can pray for them, so I can help them. So uh, speaking of prophetic words, I've shared three words the past three years that I believe are from the Lord. Those are not the only words that I've received, but in January 2019, the Lord spoke to me that we're in a reset this was before COVID and, and all the stuff was happening. And, and as a church, we knew that there, we were going through a reset because we were moving out of a building. We were looking for a, a place to buy and things like that. But little did I know the gravity or the magnitude of this reset that a pandemic was coming that would not only impact us as a church, but the entire globe. So, uh, the, again... Jesus said, I go that the Holy Spirit may come and lead you and guide you into all truth. He will tell you of things to come. So many times the Lord is speaking to us if we're listening. And he will give us insight into things that we need for our, for our life. In May 2020, two weeks before the George Floyd incident, the Lord spoke to me and he said, The world as we know it will soon come to an end. And then in May 2021, a few months ago, the Lord gave me another word that I believe all these words are not only for me, but for us as a church and maybe even the global church. But the word was prepare. And whenever the Lord gives me a word, I take time to listen to his exact wording. For instance, when I, would, uh, when I was working in, in research and development, if I was running an experiment, there were times when I knew the Holy Spirit had something that he wanted to tell me. And sometimes I was in the middle of this experiment. I'm being paid to do a job. I'm not being paid at this uh, uh, company, for, from this company, to, you know, be preaching and stuff like that. And I'm like, Lord God, will you let me finish this experiment to get to a stopping point? And you know what I found? The Holy Spirit is always gracious. Because wherever we go, we should be representing Christ. In our workplace, we should be the best workers there. 
And, and so I would finish my reaction, and as things were cooling down before I could clean it up or whatever, I, I would find a quiet spot, maybe go to my office. Sometimes I would go outside, and I would say, okay, Lord, I'm here. I'm fully attentive to what you want to say. Or when he wakes me up in the middle of the night, I wipe the sleep from my eyes, and I try to wake up, and I sit down at my desk, and I, I get a pen and paper. Because I'm ready. I'm expecting to receive from him. And I want to make sure that I'm clearly listening to what he's saying so that I can write it and so that I can understand clearly. And so, like, when, when the Lord gave me the word uh, last year, the world as we know it will soon come to an end. Okay, the world as we. Okay, wait a minute, God. We, you, me, what, what? No, we, okay. The world as we know it. And I'm, I'm just taking it easy. And I'm just making sure that I'm getting, capturing every word that the Lord is speaking to me. Because it's important. And I'm making sure, trying to make sure to the best of my ability that I'm not inserting anything of myself in there. I'm trying to really be pure before the Lord and say, God, I want, I, I want the purity of, of your word and what you're speaking to me today. And so we can do that. We can, we can take time to uh, hear from the Lord. We should take time to hear from the Lord. And, and that's why we need to get alone sometimes. And when we know that he wants to speak to us, we need to set aside some time to hear from him. So uh, slander, cursing, blasphemy, Filthy language, and uh, we all know what filthy language is. I didn't put a definition up for that, but uh, Paul is, is uh, reminding the early church of things that they used to do here in Colossians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. Okay, we know that when we come to Christ, we have left the old world behind. We have left that old stuff behind, right? And so Paul is saying, you used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. Now, we still live in the world, right? But we should be changed. We can't necessarily expect the world to change, but there should be a difference in our lives. Verse 8 says, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. When is the time? Now is the time. Because it's an ongoing process, right? So get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. So we're looking at the Bible today. We're looking at Scripture and what the Lord says that we need to remove from our lives. And we need to backfill that with Him. So... Here's ways that we can, we can do this, practical ways. We can stop telling off-color jokes. Stop it. Just stop it. Today, we can make these changes. We can stop listening to off-color jokes. We can step up and say, you know what, I, that, that's really not appropriate. You know, we don't have to be her, uh, arrogant or haughty or greater, more holy than. But, you know, there comes a time when there's a line and we can just walk away. And I'll share with you guys before, Steve and I, uh, we worked together, and there was a, a conference room, number 420, and we called it the 420 group that would have lunch in conference room 420. 
And sometimes I would go there on occasion just to get out of my office and, and just interact with my coworkers. And sometimes the conversation would get really, really rank and raunchy. And I would just get up and leave because I didn't want to hear it. But what can happen is many times you people begin to respect you because you take a stand. And there were people there that, that uh, would, would have never come to me for prayer except they saw something different. In fact, they would probably never go to anyone for prayer. But when they were in need, they're like, oh, I know somebody. I know Steve. I know Mark. I know different people that, that are Christian. You know, when it all comes down to it, when it all comes, when everything is uh, evaporated away, it comes down to this relationship with the Lord. And people are looking for that. And, and I've shared this story with you too, that uh, when I worked at Valero, there was a, a contract uh, lab person there. And uh, I proclaimed that I was a Christian. And one day he came into my lab and he said, Mark, his name was Mark too. He said, Mark, you say that you're a Christian, but the words that come out of your mouth don't reflect it. Man, ah, I wanted to hit him. <laughs> but he was so right. And you know, that one little conversation was the, a catalyst for changing my life. I believe that that man was led by the power of the Holy Spirit to tell me that. I needed to hear that because he was right. As much as I didn't want to hear that, he was right on. And to this day, I thank the Lord for sending Mark Robertson into that lab to tell me that. And I was able to find him on Facebook a couple of years ago. And uh, he's a pastor. <laughs> and he was probably surprised to find out that I'm a pastor too. But I called him up and I talked to him and I said, Mark, you, you probably don't know, you probably don't remember this. But those words changed my life. And he was so thankful to, to hear the story. And, and uh, so, you know, our words are important. And, and, and so our, our leading and following the Holy Spirit is important. It, it is life-giving. It's life-changing. It can bring people back or, or uh, encourage them in their relationship with the Lord or one another. And that's what we're talking about today. Our words and, the, and the, the power and the principle behind the words that we're speaking. Are they in alignment with God's purpose and plan? And sometimes we need to hear some strong words. Sometimes we need some correction. Sometimes we need a little spanking. And the Lord loves us enough to do that. And we should love one another enough to do that as well. With love and grace. Not to try to get back at somebody, but because we really love them. And so sometimes, uh, as Pastor Don, our, our pastor in Corpus, used to say, we need to have a truth-telling session. And we need to know the heart of the Lord. So slander, cursing, blasphemy, filthy language, contentious speech, words and attitudes that cause arguments. Do you know people that just trying to start arguments all the time. <laughs> I guess they don't have anything better to do. <laughs> um, Proverbs 26, 21 says, a quarrelsome, a quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. So 
Let's not be speaking hurtful, hateful, malicious words. Let's not be contentious and starting arguments. Don't be disagreeable and argumentative, trying to start arguments and fights. I remember I was somewhere, and uh, this lady behind the counter, she made a comment that she loves to stir, thing, stir things up. And I'm like, why would you want to do that? Aren't there enough problems in the world? <laughs> Aren't there enough problems in your job that, that you're going to stir something else up, really? So uh, let's not be contentious in our speech. So slander, cursing, blasphemy, filthy language, contentious, contentious speech, uh, unbelief. What is unbelief? It's not believing God's word. It's not believing him. We know that uh, when the Israelites were going to go into the promised land, Moses sent 12 spies. And 10 of them came back with a bad report. They didn't believe that God could could remove the giants and open up the, the land for them. But the two spies that came back that said, hey, listen, God said we can take it. He's given us the land. We can take it. Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, they're, they're giants. They're giants. But God's bigger than those giants. So, you know, we, we have to come into alignment or we should come into alignment with God's word and what he says. We should have faith. We should realize he... He is for us, that I am who he says I am. So two believed that God was bigger. And uh, maybe you've got some mountains in your life. God is bigger. But we need to get our, our words to line up with God's words. We need to get our words to line up with God's heart. And if, you're, if, you're, if you have a propensity or... Uh, you know, you're one of those people that are argumentative. Ask others to hold you accountable and remain correctable. It's an important part that we uh, are, will receive correction in love. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You got a problem with your mouth? God can help you. <laughs> God can fix you. Jesus came to fix our broken lives. God knew that there was giants in the land. God knows that some of us may be facing giants, but he also knows that his power can prevail. So maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, man, I, I need to make some changes in my life. Maybe I need to, the Lord to clean up my heart because out of the abundance, not just a little bit in there, out of the abundance of the heart does our mouth speak. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe uh, God is speaking to you this morning and he's saying, son, daughter, you need, to, you need to recommit to me. You need to come back to me. You need to give your life to me. If that's you, would you catch my eye? Just let me know that's you. I want to pray with you. Anybody here this morning? Maybe, maybe you're really sensitive to the Holy Spirit speaking to you this morning about your words and the things that, that you've said. And uh, probably we all need to come to the Lord on this, on this one and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief when I, when I didn't believe you, when I don't believe you. In fact, let me just pray this prayer. Lord God, I, I just... 
for all of us, Lord God, those watching online, those watching the archive video later, everyone here, Lord God, we just come before you and we ask for your forgiveness for the things that we've said that don't line up with your word, the things that we've said that have been hurtful, knowingly or unknowingly, Lord God. Sometimes we don't even know that we're damaging people by the things that we say. So Lord, I pray this morning that you would fill our hearts with your presence and your love and your joy and that you would continue this work that you've begun where it's like you're pulling the weeds out of our heart. And you don't just snap them off. You pull them out gently so that every fiber and every piece of that root comes out. And so, Lord, we're asking you to do that in our our hearts and lives today. Maybe it's the words we speak. Maybe it's other things, Lord God. It could be a multitude of things. But we need you to fix our broken lives, Lord. We need you to remove some of the stuff from our lives and then backfill it with more of you. So, Jesus, we ask that you would do this today. In Jesus' name. We hope today's message encouraged you. For more information about our church, please visit our website, lifefellowship.me. We invite you to join us again next week for another life-changing, uplifting message. And remember to live it!